Friday afternoon. You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Karen Ko. And I'm very excited because today is our first edition of Frisky Friday. This, yay! This is a segment that I'm running uh, each Friday that I'm hosting the show. And I'm going to focus on a topic around sex and sexuality, bringing the conversation out of the bedroom or the bar straight to you. And joining me in the studio today is Vera Louie of Sally's Toy. Hi, Vera. Hello. So if you don't know Vera, Vera runs um, intimate lifestyle boutiques in Hong Kong, yep. both physical physical shops and online. And she often speaks at conferences and panels focused on sexuality. So welcome to the show, Vera. Thank you for having me. So... Let's talk a little bit about you first, because you have a very interesting personal background. You know, you grew up in Hong Kong, in Hong Kong's not so good sex education yes. sort of environment. Yes. How did you go from that to now running this business and speaking at panels and conferences? <laughs> well, it all. I think when I grew up here, I didn't know much about sexuality except for the fact that I well I seen on TV you know like people kissing or going to bed and then like the next morning they had sex you know things like that and when I was growing up there were basically no sex education and my mom like they're they're not like too conservative but she always kind of like you know go around the topic about sex right. or when I had my first period she would just um give me a, a pad and then like show me how to do it once and then if we never really talked about it mm -hmm. um so i didn't know much about masturbation or like uh, about my body anatomy and things like that so then uh the turning point was when i was 23 years old mm -hmm. i met my now husband and boyfriend yes and he um gave me a vibrator as a gift about maybe two months into our relationship uh -huh. um she was she he said oh why don't you go home and explore right. and i took it home and i was like uh, what do i do with this <laughs> <laughs> i was like what what do i do with it so i didn't know what to do and when you don't know how about uh, something i you know you google right yes. so that night I, I waited until my mom and dad fell asleep and then i uh took out the toy and i opened it and i put the batteries in and i was like mm, what should i do so i google and i go the first thing i google was so what to do with a sex toy <laughs> i never i have never had one right. and i've never even seen one in a shop i have never been to a sex shop right so I didn't know what to do. So I then, then I learned that, oh, with a sex toy, you can masturbate, you can do all kinds of things. And I was like, okay, so I've never touched myself before. No. I'm, I I don't even know what it looks like yeah. down there. That's what my mom would call it, down there. Down there. there. And, Far uh, away, yeah. down there. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not supposed to touch it because uh, your fingers are dirty or it's dirty. Right. Like, so there's all these kind of concepts. And uh, so then I Googled, so how do you masturbate? And then I learned about the vulva, the female anatomy, the uh, the labia, the clitoris, and all everything. Everything. And then I was like, oh my god, how come I didn't know anything about this? And I have been with my vagina and vulva for for your whole life. Years. <laughs> exactly. And I only know that it will have like menstrual blood coming out, right. or you know, it will, I will have menstrual cramp, but not like um, how it gives me pleasure. And I was sexually active since I was maybe 17 years old. Mm -hmm. I, I had a long-term relationship before. And 
that was our sex life was just me thinking about sex as something to please him right instead of uh something that i can enjoy or i can own it's something that i do to uh please someone or um or to satisfy his needs so i never thought about that and then i just kind of like whenever i had to have sex i was just kind of oh it's just a chore yeah it's just a chore i don't want to do it it's a job and and then uh that night it actually uh changed my life because i learned about the female anatomy and then I also uh, used the toy to mm-hmm. achieve my very first orgasm, which is like amazing. Because right. you know, at the age of 23 and you were sexually active for seven years and you have never had an orgasm, you, you thought that sex was something that is not for you and it's a chore. And then now you actually have a wonderful feeling from your body right. and you actually was the one who make it happen. So I was like, wow. <laughs> it opened up a whole new world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's interesting because do you think that uh, things have changed since that time when you were a teenager. Are, are people in Hong Kong better at I knowing think... about their bodies, exploring their bodies, knowing that sex should be enjoyable? I mean, usually the assumption is sex is always enjoyable for the man. It's not necessarily always for enjoyable women, for the woman, yeah. right? Well, I think um, it's getting better because it's, it has been 10 years since the day I had my first orgasm. <laughs> and um, I teach at a high school in Hong Kong uh, for their sexuality uh, education program. Um, it's like extracurricular curricular activities for the kids, and they're mostly about 16 to 18 years old. And they are open-minded. They they would love to learn more, but a lot of the things that come out of their mouth are basically myth or mm. something that is wrong or is a different is a um, is a negative concept. And where are they getting that from? Internet. The internet, <laughs> of course. Where but else? Also their peers, you know, like word, like mouth by like words of mouth, mm. and then they will be like, "Oh yeah, I heard someone who did that," and blah blah blah, and and they will lot want they want the correct information because they have all these questions in their head. So I would say it's getting better because they know that they can find the answer, but we just have to provide a platform, provide the correct answer for them. Right. And yeah. what what are the most popular questions or the frequently asked questions that they have um well a lot a lot of late like girls younger girls they were they are always wonder about uh contraception because they know about it but then there's lots of myth around it oh will it hurt my body will it change my hormone will i get fat will i get pimples and all these things and then then they will become their excuse not to use it and may, they may get pregnant or they have like unsafe sex and then they're afraid that they will get pregnant. It's always about pregnancy. Uh, so they're worried, that's what they're worried about more. Yes, they're not, very, no. sexually transmitted no, infections. Or... No, 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 no. They, and, and, and then I will tell them, well, you know, like you can make a baby out of like sex, but you can also catch sexual yes. transmitted disease. Then I put the concept back into their head. It takes time. They know about it, but they just don't think that STD or HIV are something that is like that could affect them. Yes, exactly. Mm. It's something that happens to somebody else. Yes. maybe someone who's older or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And are the kids that you're working with are their parents? 
telling them anything? Are they teaching them anything? Or is it parents still reluctant to talk to their kids openly about sex? I think it really depends on the family culture. I do have, like, there, usually there is 12, uh, 12 teenagers in the group that I teach, and maybe one or two of them will say, oh, my mom told me about it. And then, like, they had more open-minded parents who are very proactive about uh, the sex education in, at home. But there are kids who are like, oh, I have no idea. My mom never talks about it. My dad never talks about it. We always avoid the subject. And, and then they turn to the internet because they will, they are curious anyway, you know. And is it the same for boys and girls? Yes, yes, yes. And the boys are kind of funny because they always pretend that they know a lot. <laughs> yes, boys are supposed to know everything, having zero experience. Yeah, and then when you tell them something that they don't know, they are like, oh, wow. But then at the same time, they, they have the pride. They don't want to admit they yes. don't know. Oh, boy. So that's amazing that you've gone from being having no knowledge about sex to now being a sex educator, yeah, which, which yeah. is a wonderful thing because it's desperately needed in Hong Kong. Yeah, I'm very blessed to do this because I... Well, I grew up with no sex education and I know the pain and shame and everything that comes with it. So I really want to, uh, be, do the one, to be the one who educate and advocate about this. And so that younger generation, people who come after me will, will not have to suffer that much. Mm. You know? Do you think that in Hong Kong, there still is a, maybe a stigma or a shame about talking about sex? I think there is because even though, uh, even though when I, uh, go to the teach the uh, the teenagers. They they might be more open minded, but they still have a lot of um, a lot of uh, stigma about this because of how our culture is, of how the school culture is, and also how their family lives is. So I think everything in uh, if you have to change a culture in Hong Kong, you have to start from yourself and then r go all your way out like a wave. But at the same time, when you're growing up um, in sexuality education, we call it sexual script. Everyone has a sexual script. So when you grow up, like how the media and culture affects you, how your family value affects you, how your personal experience about sexuality affects you, and then all this come to becomes your sexual script in life. And then everyone has one. You have one and I have one. And what we do when we react to a situation or when my, I found out my boyfriend is watching porn and I feel so ashamed because, oh, maybe he doesn't love me. Like all these questions coming into our head are all our sexual script. So um, they have that. Like everyone has that and everyone, because of that, their stigma about sexuality and if you we have to change it we have to start from within and then mm. go outwards but then at the same time the media and 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 everybody has to be on the same level as well right which and, i and don't think is not right now yes yes people are still not willing to they either they don't want to listen or they say oh you should shouldn't be talking about that in public it's yeah. a private thing or even when they talked about it is very stereotype like they yes. will say oh women are supposed to act this way this is what we call sexy this is how women body are supposed to be so sexuality education is just not about having sex or safe sex it's also about gender identity right. and how we see ourselves our body self-image and everything so, so what you see on media or how they portray of what is beauty it's it also so limited. affects you it's very, and it's very limited isn't yeah, it? yeah yeah it's very limited like i don't see a body type like me on the inter on on on, on media 
media. And even because I, I have a YouTube channel, so even I put videos on YouTube, which you don't really see a lot of people like me who put on YouTube videos because a lot of beauty guru will be like right. so beautiful, so yes. skinny, and, so perfect. Yeah, so perfect. And and people will leave comments saying, "Oh, why why is she talking about sex? Like, look at her, like she's so really? ugly." Yeah, they will say that because they think that people who talk about sex have to be have sexy, to, right. have to be sexy. In, you have in, to look like a porn star yeah. or something like that. <laughs> it has to be a certain standard. And I want to show them there's different kinds of beauty mm. and there's beauty within all of us and we have just have to find it. Right, exactly. Yeah. So now let's move on to the sex toys. Oh, yes. So <laughs> sex toys are another thing where people don't, Either people, when they talk about it, they make a joke or they don't talk about it at all. Um, yeah, yeah. Are sex toys popular in Hong Kong? I mean, do a lot well, of people use them? At first, I don't think it was that popular when we started 10 years. Like, next year will be our 10th anniversary for uh, Sally's Toy. And I think um, at first it was not very, very like open-minded or talking about it like in a relationship that people would think that oh if I talk about it like my husband will think that I'm a slut or if I talk about it my wife would think that I, I'm like a pervert or something like that and uh, but now I think it's getting better we see couples coming in like just enjoying coming to the shop walking around maybe not they will not buy anything but they enjoy it as a date oh, as an experience nice. um, and then they will walk around and then they will giggle and then they're like oh do you want to try this and all things like that and I, and I, I love it when I see them coming into the shop as a couple because yeah. it means that they are they talked about it they they are more communicating but I also see people who are a little bit more close-minded like men would come in and buy a masturbation cup for themselves but then he would say things like oh I'm not gonna buy a vibrator for my wife like it will gonna it's gonna replace me and think like there's all oh. this ego thing right. going on <laughs> surprising men with egos <laughs> <laughs> but ladies too like they would come in and think that buying a sex toy will help or change their sex life or it will save a marriage but it doesn't, it doesn't. Mm. toy is just a toy it's, it's just a, tool. a toy right. yeah it's a tool for us to explore our body or each other's body but it won't save any marriage it won't save any sex life it only will let you learn about your body right and it can be a bridge to start a conversation but if you are come uh, if there's lack of communication in your relationship, there's misunderstanding, there's not enough uh, talking or saying what you feel, those things cannot be changed just by buying a sex toy. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you have to have the conversation about why Why do we want to buy a sex toy? Yeah, you know? yeah, what yeah. is it going to add to our sex life? Yeah. And then I was looking at just the range of sex toys. It seems, I don't know if this is right or not, but just anecdotally, it seems like there's a bit of gender inequality. Like there's many more <laughs> great sex toys for women than for men. Well, is that true? I think it's not... Like it's not hundred percent true, but I would say the female toys market are more developed because oh, but but interestingly, a lot of toys are actually designed by men for women. Okay, why is that? <laughs> that's very interesting. Well, I think there's a lot of uh, that's why a lot of uh, companies nowadays, like the newer startup, are actually run by female, designed by female for female, so they know more of what women would want. Because if you look at toys back in the days, they are always very like a penis looking yes. and then they would like because the designer would think that um, having a penis looking toy is going to satisfy the ladies but actually not true because it's just like a one strict thing and then if we want to massage the G-spot you actually have something at an angle so it turns out a lot of the best selling toys that we sell are actually 
not looking anything like the male genitals. Right. Yeah. So, so it's very interesting to know the fact that there's a like tons of toys out there designed by men, thinking that will satisfy ladies, but not true. <laughs> That's really interesting. So then, if somebody wanted to buy a sex toy、mm. for the first time, what what would you advise them to do? I mean, how do you how do you know what you want? How would you Well,、start. I always start by telling them first you have to know about your body. So either you can use your finger to start exploring yourself and and take a take out a mirror to actually for women look at your vulva and to see how it looks like. And there's a there's a phrase that was uh, uh, I heard from is if you put your vulva at like a lineup, like would you be able to, to recognize your? <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of women, I think they won't like, in Hong Kong, especially、right. local women, they won't wouldn't be. They wouldn't、tell. be able to say that's mine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I was I would suggest like take out a mirror, learn about the anatomy, what makes you、uh, stimulating, what makes you、uh, feel sensitive, and then see where what you like and don't like. We like all you need to do is just use your finger to、mm. start exploring, right? And、um, and then if you really want to try a toy, I、uh, as a beginner I always suggest finding something that has a if it is a vibrator,、mm-hmm. uh, rumbling vibration is the way to go because there's so Lots of toys out there who are very cheap and and they will be very buzzy. Like like、oh, so, it's like yeah, and then weird, it、yes. makes you itchy、oh, and、really? numb、okay. instead of、uh, like makes Enjoy, you feel enjoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So find a rumbling toy and then you will be like if you put a buzzy toy and a rumbling toy、uh, side by side, you will be able to tell the difference. It will not make you numb, and and then you can start small from a bullet, like a small toy that you can explore externally on your clit, on your vulvas, and then if you really want to try to find the G spot,、uh, which a lot of people are crazy about,、uh, looking for <laughs> yeah, looking elusive G spot, yeah, and then you can use your finger to start exploring first, and then you find a toy that fits your、uh, angle.、Um, mm. There are lots of G spot toys out there.、Start With a small one, with a good curve, and then just take it from there, and then you will get to know more about your body, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Like I personally, throughout the whole year, I have I've tried like maybe two hundred, three hundred toys. Wow! And I I was Marie Condoling my house the other day, and then I took out a. I, I, I found toys here. I find toys there. I find toys that I have for ten years, and I put it all in a big box. And now I have a box. And what are you going to do with that? I know. <laughs> and I have been trying to find a way to recycle them in Hong Kong. I want to run a recycle program for、That's、sex toys. That's a great、toys. idea. Yeah, because、uh, silicon cannot. Like, silicon, it's not. It's not.、Um, absorbent, it's not biodegradable.、Right? Oh, it's the, not biodegradable. But、okay. lots of、uh, lots of the toys comes with a lithium battery inside, which is recyclable. So, but you have to take it apart and everything. Like that. So, if anyone out there, okay, new business idea,、uh, no, sex toy recycler, yeah, yeah. knows how to re- do recycling, come to me. I, I have like, there's a need for it, and I don't want to be in a business that I'm dumping out products without. Thinking about the end life. Yeah, of the even、product. you want to be sustainable, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's not that I'm gonna recycle and give it to someone to else to use it.、No. I really want to be better for the environment and the planet. So I have asked like lots of toys company, and they don't have an answer. So it it it, it really takes time, like. 
they're thinking about this, you know. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then um, are there toys that, I mean, some of the toys you can use solo, yeah. but are there toys that couples can use together? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, there are. Well, especially now, because of how our smartphone is on everyone's hand, there are toys that can be remote controlled by your iPhone, and you can control it when you are out, out on the street. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Unexpectedly. And also for a long-term relationship, long-distance relationship, like someone who lives in the States and then someone lives in Hong Kong, um, he or she can control the toy from far away. Wow, that's so amazing. There's all this kind of technology that couple can play together. And there are also toys that are designed for um, for heterosexual intercourse. When they do that, uh, there's like a C-shaped toy that can be stimulating for both uh uh, male and female at the same time but I would always say that toys are neutral they don't have a gender or and all toys are actually couple toys mm. if you find a creative way to use it uh, you can always incorporate a toy that you already have and then into your relationship you don't always have to buy another toy another toy that uh, the company is saying is a couple toy you know all right so yeah. yeah you don't you don't have to buy tons and tons of toys yeah. just for specific purposes yeah 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 if you find a creative way even the ice cream in your refrigerator can be a toy that is true <laughs> food yeah food <laughs> or chocolate or i would say toys um of course we have a uh, a concept of toys has to look certain way it has to have a vibrator in it but if you think about it when children play, plays with toy they just see everything as toy right? right and of course you have to play it in a safe and and and, and a consensual environment but um, if you think about it a lot of the things at home can also be toys for adults exactly yeah so Vera I'm sorry we have to wrap up here for the 230 news but well, thank you it's for having been me. wonderful talking to you thank you for teaching us carrying on your path of education thank you and um, we look forward to speaking to you again next time thank you so much